can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my music hits me so hard. Makes me say, oh my Lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I doing? Hey everybody, welcome to Stop Homer Time. It is a podcast within a podcast called Overdue Podcast. My name is Craig. My name's Andrew. And each month-ish, for some people, we are talking about two books of Homer's The Odyssey at a time. As uh, translated by Emily Wilson. As friend of the show. By, friend of the show, Emily Wilson. Um and we are talking about books eight and nine today. Uh, so we're going to be picking off, picking up, picking off, picking up off where we left off. Picking off up from where <laughs> we left on last time. Uh, Andrew, why don't you tell me what was going on last time? Last time in books in the Odyssey, in books um, six and seven. Yeah. Odysseus had landed on Phaeacia, the island. Correct. And he had to impress everybody and and get their help, basically. <laughs> yeah. So he was covered in salt and leaves, and he went up to the king, King Alcinous's daughter, and was like, hey, I know I'm covered in salt, but I'm cool. Trust me. Can I like have some clothes and wash myself? And she's like, okay, I guess. And she does that, and he gets oiled up. <laughs> and then they go see Alcinous, and they hang out. And that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, we. I think in book six, we probably left Telemachus behind for a good, good long time. Yeah, I think it was in book five when we oh, get really? to Calypso's Island, right? Oh, you're right, you're right. Because we, right. when, when last we saw our large adult son, Telemachus, he was still sailing around asking about his dad and then the suitors had set out to like hide and ambush him and so then, we still got that narrative thread dangling yeah and homer was like maybe i'm gonna let this thread dangle for 20 books we'll come back later <laughs> we'll get back to <laughs> telemachus later uh and yeah so now we're with our boy odysseus and son of laertes the thing that i had forgotten coming back to this was that at this point in book eight Alcinous does not know who Odysseus is. That's wild <laughs> because Alcinous is like, here, we're going to have a big, like a feast and a day of games. And I'm going to hear like, we're going to get some of our boys in a ship. Here's, here's just like 50 boys in a boat. And uh, maybe but right before you leave, you can just like give us a name. <laughs> It's kind of nuts. <laughs> I know they they are apparently renowned for their hospitality, and you always want to be hospitable because if you're not, the gods will just totally wreck your entire deal. Yeah, that's as true. As we'll maybe we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, yeah, I feel like being like, hey, sir, how who are you? Man who's grabbing my knees and like asking me for stuff. Lots of knee grabbing. My and, like, daughter talked to my daughter for like a half a day. He said, I would be glad for you to stay here and marry my daughter and stay here forever. <laughs> um, wait, wait, what was your name again? Hasn't she like seen his business? Well, he covered his manly private parts with that branch. As oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. How could you forget his manly private parts? So, mm -hmm. book eight opens up. You know, once again we get a we get Dawn doing her rose color business. 
And then soon dawn appeared and touched the sky with roses. Yes. Thanks, uh, Dawn. Majestic holy king Alcinous leapt out of bed, as did Odysseus, the city sacker. Just in case you <laughs> forgot. So I got like a good like Christmas morning vibe from Alcinous. Like, oh, we got this beautiful man in town. We're going to have a big party. Athena is apparently dressed as a messenger going down the street. Like, what it is, what it is, it's party day. Mm-hmm. Like, just rallying everyone. Um, there's a poet. And, uh, Athena poured unearthly charm upon his head and shoulders, and she made him taller and sturdier so these Phaeacians would welcome and respect him. I mean, he's already tall and sturdy. Now you got to pour more unearthly charm on his head and shoulders <laughs> to make him taller and sturdier. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, and then Elsinous is like, yeah, we got to have a party, get 50 boys, 52 boys, excuse me. <laughs> Bring me 52 boys. Uh, we must also invite Demodocus. Dem- Demodocus. Yeah, Demodocus. Demodocus. We have, uh, we've <laughs> since the last time, because I, one thing I'd mentioned to Craig between recordings. Yes, is like, now we're doing it on air. We yep. sp- I listened to that last Homer Time episode we did. It was pretty good, but a full third of it was us not knowing how to pronounce anything. So I found a study guide from um, from some like middle school <laughs> website, <laughs> and we're going to use that as Demodicus. a reference point from here, here on out. So yes, yeah. Demodocus. Um, and he is, I believe, a blind poet in the long tradition of blind poets. Yeah, the gods took his eyes, but they blessed him in other ways. Yes. Is a paraphrase true. of what the book says. Yeah, and Alcinous is so excited about all the stuff. And um, I guess what happens is is the first thing that happens, uh, Demodocus like, sings a song about the siege, about like a part of the Trojan War where like Achilles and Odysseus are fighting about something. I believe, I believe, yes. Uh, and Odysseus just starts crying. Like he's just like, oh, you're singing about me. Now he, d- now no one knows. Oh, he's a mess. He's a mess this whole time. But he is like hiding his face behind his newly acquired robes, like trying not to appear sad. And Alcinous is like, yo, this guy's crying. We, okay, we got to get this party started. <laughs> Summon the party boys. We need to box, wrestle, high jump, and sprint. Time for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then we just get a list of these boys that it's a are big, here it's to a party. It's a big list of boys. And then, I don't know, they're, they're talking about, who's this guy? Um, the son of Alcinous, uh, whose name is uh, Laodamus. Is that what he is? La- That's his Laod- Laodamus. Leodamus. Um, I that was not me stumbling over the pronunciation so much as it oh was me trying to make sure in the text that uh, that's who that, it was. That's yes. who the son is. Yes. Um, so he's he's talking to Odysseus and, he's, and he says, uh, "Come here," he said. "Now you, sir, you should try our games as well. If you know any sports, it seems you would. Nothing can be more glorious for a man in a whole lifetime than what he achieves with hands and feet. So try, set care aside. Soon you will travel since your ship is launched. The crew is standing by." And then Odysseus, so Odysseus thought carefully he had a plan, always planning this guy. (laughs) And he does this weird gambit where he like lies about being good at sports 
and then he like is good at sports after that. So this <laughs> and scene, surprises everybody. Yeah, the scene is kind of nuts. He's <laughs> like, 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 I such don't a weird like short term hustle for no gain or anything. <laughs> he, he literally says, "My heart is set on sorrow, not on games." And Same. then this other Obviously. guy, Yuri Le- Yurialis, uh, is like, "Hey, dude." He literally call, he says to Odysseus, "You are no athlete," <laughs> and they start yelling at each other. Um, this section has a lot of shared lines of poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the lines where like someone's name or their like he said or he answered is at the tail end of someone else's line. Um, so if you were like reading this poetry aloud you'd probably want to emphasize the interjections which is kind of neat it builds to like the it leans into how big the crowd probably is at this moment Uh, i have endured the agonies of war and struggled through the dangers of the sea but you have challenged me and stung my heart despite my suffering i will compete with that he leapt up cloak and all and seized a massive discus heavier than that used by the others he spun around drew back his arm and from his brawny hand he hurled the stone went humming the phaeacians known for rowing ducked down cowering beneath its arc it flew beyond the other pegs athena marked the spot and then athena as a human is like dang that's a dope throw (laughs) And then he's like, yeah, I could beat you at boxing or wrestling. Um, he does admit that he might not be as fast as some of them. At his, running, yeah. His excuse is, I lost my stamina and my legs weakened during my time at sea upon the raft. I could not do my exercise routine. <laughs> couldn't get to the gym. I was on the boat. I couldn't do leg day while couldn't on do the my, boat. Couldn't do my P90X on the raft. <laughs> So, so he's just like proving how good he is. To what end? I don't really. I'm know. not sure. I think it's just Odysseus like wanting to be better than everyone, and also to be praised for being better than everyone. Yeah, he can't suffer being told that he's not good at stuff. He, I guess he's reticent to to show how good he is. Like he's like a superhero. Like he doesn't want to reveal his identity for some reason. Um, but like secretly he does which, he would, really... be the, which would be the thing about being a superhero right like you've got that alter ego mm. but clark kent he really probably wants to tell people right like i bet clark kent has like five tw- twitter accounts that are like superman fan one kryptonite sucks 22 <laughs> lex luther can bite me and then he ha- he also probably has a lex luther fan account to like balance it out so that it can't or like Italian him. Lex Luthor to just like make fun of him. <laughs> I'm a user of the kryptonite to get to Superman. I shave my mean. head to fight the alien man. <laughs> my God. Elon Musk We're is Lex Luthor. Like half a dozen people. Um, Bezos okay. has more of a, Lex Luthor look though he has yeah, the look down. That's true. Um, so the Alcinius is quick to like diffuse the tension of this mini Olympics that he that created. Odysseus created for yeah. no reason. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Hey, Demodocus, can you sing another song? That'd be super cool." It, and like do a dance. Like Odysseus, he's like telling Odysseus, he's like, "You're gonna go home. You're gonna tell the story about how cool we were to you, not when my son." totally tried to ruin your uh reputation mm-hmm. um please Man observe whose name i still have not caught <laughs> yep please observe this beautiful dance and this song by this blind gentleman 
And the song that Demonica sings kind of sucks. Now, like, is it, this is the one about Hephaestus and Aphrodite and Ares. Yeah. Like, uh, Aphrodite and Ares make a plan to have sex in Hephaestus's bed. Uh-huh. Hephaestus saw them, or, like, knew that it was going to happen. And so he makes really good chains to trap them. Yeah. And then tra- he traps them. To trap them in his bed. And then he, like, goes to the other gods and is like, come check this out. And everyone laughs at them. And, uh, like, Poseidon doesn't find it super funny. But everyone else is, like, having a good time. Um, Apollo says to Hermes, Hermes, my brother, would you like to sleep with golden Aphrodite in her bed, even weighed down by mighty chains? Well, and there's a, there's a bit in there too about like, it's uh, Aphrodite's like fault for looking so good. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's pretty typical God stuff, actually. Like in, in keeping with the, with the run from last time we talked about with, with, um, Calypso like, yes, getting yeah. punished by the gods for doing the same stuff that male gods do like every five seconds. Yeah, the, I think Poseidon like barters with Hephaestus to like let Ares go. Um, there is some like some language in this in the like in the planning section where Hephaestus is like triumphing over Ares's like brute strength with his cleverness and skill which does seem befitting of Odysseus like thematically that resonates but the like trap naked Aphrodite in the bed and have everyone leer at her definitely is like I don't know about that Mm -hmm. Um, and then Odysseus is like hey could you like sing another song um is that the part where he's like sing another song about the Trojan War? Well, because Odysseus at some point asks him sing a song about Odysseus, like yeah. sing specifically about like the the horse and and the Trojan War and Odysseus. Um, and so he does, and then uh, and then Odysseus like <laughs> he just kind of owns himself a little bit. Odysseus was melting into tears. His cheeks were wet with weeping as a woman weeps as she falls to wrap her arms around her husband, falling, fighting for his home and children. She is watching as he gasps and dies. She shrieks a clear high wail collapsing upon his corpse. The men are right behind. They hit her shoulders with their spears and lead her to slavery, hard labor, and a life of pain. Her face is marked with her despair. In that same desperate way, Odysseus was crying. Now, that is, you do talk a lot about just like abusing women, yeah. like straight up for like eight lines in describing how bad Odysseus is crying. I I marked that passage for myself because the like the keening element of the the widowed, like a, like the discovery that you have been widowed moment is very powerful. Mm-hmm. It takes a bizarre turn in the. And now we also lock up this dude's, this dead dude's wife, and sell her into slavery. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a different type of sadness, I think, maybe <laughs> than what Odysseus is experiencing. Um, but it's a very potent image. I'll give I'll give that. Yeah, I mean, it goes all in on the on the 
comparison, I guess. You, you can't it, fault it for that. You're right that it is sort of an own emotional goal on Odysseus's part. It's like when you are going through Tell a breakup. Tell me the story so I can cry. It's yeah. like when you're going through a breakup and you're like, oh, I just got to put on some cure right now. I just know. You just have to like rake yourself need... over the coals yeah. to like get all the sad out or yeah, something. Maybe if I cry more, I'll feel better is maybe his goal. Um, again, Alcinous is like, yo, this dude is crying. Wow, he's crying a lot. <laughs> hey, Demonicus, turn the song, turn the music off, please. Um, and he's like, hey, could you, dude, crying dude, maybe tell me who you are. Tell me <laughs> about yourself. What maybe. did your parents name you? With what name are you known to your people? And, and it, mostly like, why are you so sad? Why are you out here on the on your own? Where do you come from? Uh, Just like before, I give you this boat with all these people in it, and like, <laughs> yeah, who knows Ap- what you're gonna do after with them. you humiliated my son and then cried in front of all my people? Maybe you could tell me who you are. Mm-hmm. Cut to the beginning of book nine, and the first line: Wily Odysseus, the Lord of Lies, answered. <laughs> I feel like we're getting a real like Walter White arc for Odysseus just like over the last four books because the first time we see him he's like trapped on an island crying like typical Odysseus and it seems very sad you know he's been trapped here this whole time he maybe he should get to go home we've seen his son being sad we've seen his wife being sad mm-hmm. it just seems sad it seems sad all around yeah and then by the time book nine rolls around it's like wily odysseus the lord of lies and then it goes on to tell about him like tricking and killing a whole bunch of people (laughs) yeah it's really like and even which is his thing like he is a complicated man we've talked about it but even even the bit where demodocus sings this the song of the trojan horse like that's a huge he did like sack that whole city and they dealt with a bunch of people and like pillaged and looted and tricked those fools like he's not he's a I, he might be a good dude but he's not an upstanding dude yeah i i think i don't know he he might be a hero but he's not a not a uh uncomplicated hero he's not a he's not a straightforward hero sure so then odysseus decides to launch in he doesn't like mince words about who he is i do like this line um He's like, oh, something prompted you to ask about my own sad story. I will tell you, though, the memory increases my despair. Where shall I start? Where can I end? The gods have given me so much to cry about. Same. <laughs> like, that's a pretty good. I like where, I like where shall I start? Where can I end? I like that a lot. That's like, I don't even know, man. Let's, let me tell you 15 different tales. Yeah. Um... So he, he speeds through Calypso mentioned Cersei which I guess we haven't gotten to yet yeah we'll we'll get to her she is she is toward the end if so if if the starting point is leaving Troy which it is yeah and the yeah. ending point is you know getting to Faisha or like getting to Calypso's Island then I think sure. Cersei is toward the end of that so you wanted to talk about the Kakonis I did just <laughs> okay so Odysseus leaves Troy he says, now let me tell you all the trouble Zeus has caused me on my journey home from Troy. A blast of wind pushed me off course toward the Sasonis and Ismaris. I sacked the town and killed the men. We took their wives and shared their riches equally among us. So 
who are these people? <laughs> like, have it's we, very unclear. Had, what did they do to Odysseus? He just like shows up. So it's it's Odysseus, <laughs> and he's got like a dozen boats with him, and yeah. each of them are fully manned. So it's got all of his all of his pals are sailing home to Ithaca with him, and he gets to these people, and he just like takes all their stuff. And then and, he's, and then he's like, and then I said we must run away. Those fools refuse to listen. Those fools being his men, and then um, and then the Cacones have the Cacones to <laughs> ask their friends to help these like strangers who for no reason came and took their wives and shared their riches equally among themselves. And Odysseus is like. With, man, it's so sad what these Caconis did to us. Six yeah. well-armed members of my crew died from each ship. The rest of us survived, and we escaped the danger. We prepared to sail away with heavy hearts, relieved to be alive, but grieving for our friends. Like, whose fault is that, my dude? Yeah, it's... It, he, he he has these little interludes where they go somewhere, and we're going we're gonna, to like kind of get through them, but the, the recurring theme is that they go somewhere, Odysseus does something, some of his dudes don't listen to him after he's already done a thing that's probably reprehensible or a mistake but his people don't do what he needs them to do and then people die and it's sad and it's sad. but yeah, most so of the time it's a disease yeah. <laughs> so the the Kikonis thing is not a super long uh tale there's an they run into these people called the lotus eaters who love eating lotus flowers or lotus fruit yeah and three of his men i think eat some lotus stuff and they don't want to go back home they want to stay there and eat lotuses forever <laughs> i don't i feel like this the words like island of the lotus eaters is wedged into my brain and i really expected this to be a bigger story no it's it just like that's basically it but the big so the big centerpiece is mm-hmm. um is put in the, the middle of the table yeah polyphemus um, so after they get away from the lotus eaters, like they they take the the people who ate the lotuses and they just like tie them up and they're like, hey, you're gonna go home. And I don't know that we hear about them again after this. Which I don't think fine, we whatever. do. No. Um, so they reach the. It's, it's a couple of islands. One, they're, they're like the cyclops don't have like a civilization as such. They kind of make their own laws and govern themselves. Correct. They don't really. They don't build boats. They don't. Um, farm they just kind of eat what the land gives them and that's fine because the land is very bounteous like there are a lot of grapes growing there's a bunch of goats and stuff lots so there's of this, goats there's this one island that that has pretty much nothing on it but goats um and odysseus <laughs> lands there with his crew and he says um we split into three groups took aim and shot some god gave us good hunting all 12 crews had nine goats each and 10 for mine so if that's 12 crews i've done the math on this and odysseus and his boys ate 109 goats just sitting there (laughs) and they drink a bunch of wine they stole from the cacones and it's just like am i i'm you're kind of losing me a little bit homer like i don't know if i'm with your boy you imagine being in a king's house and you cried a lot and the king is like hey crying dude can you just like fill me in on who you are and you're like, let me, t-, and you're like, okay, I'm the liar of lies. Let me tell you my truth. And my truth is that we stole a bunch of people's wine and went to this goat island and ate a bunch of goat meat. And some of my friends are dead, but it's totally their fault. Totally not my fault. 
And let me tell you about this other time that I really messed up a giant's life. And can you be like the god the gods are such jerks to me. Like, can you believe <laughs> I can't it? Believe. Can you believe the gods doing this stuff? To me, Odysseus, <laughs> who merely wants what he has coming to him, all he wants is his fair share. So I guess the plan here they eat all they eat a hundred goats a hundred nine goats and they see the like on the Cyclop Island they see some smoke and this is like I'm gonna take my boat and go check it out see what's going on learn about these people um, there is I I was doing a little bit of reading on the on the Cyclops thing in general and they have remarked about this passage as having kind of early, maybe anthropological or sociological, anthropological is probably more accurate, like trappings of the like, let me describe a people that are different than me and I'm observing them, mm-hmm. um, which is just kind of interesting, but they definitely go sour. <laughs> oh yeah, it goes super sour. So they like, he goes to this island and they find a big cave and right. there's... There, there lived a massive man who shepherded his flocks all by himself. He did not go to visit other people, but kept apart and did not know the ways of custom. In his build, he was a wonder, a giant, not like men who live on bread, but like a wooded peak in airy mountains rising alone above the rest. Sounds like a real jerk. Hope he gets what's coming to him. Yeah. I, I hope go. someone blinds him and takes all of his goats. <laughs> like what (laughs) so i again they go into this giant's house and it's a big cave with a a big rock that gets rolled in front of the door and as a door (laughs) i yeah i there's like crates of cheese and stuff in there and he's like let's steal some of this cheese um well he thought he should have done that i suppose uh instead they get stuck in there when the giant comes home and they get caught and it's really bad yeah because uh, the the so the cyclops rolls the stone in front of the door and they're like man the stone is so big we aren't going to be able to move this and get out of here and so they're trapped and the cyclops goes about his business like he milks his goats seed sets aside half of it and then drinks the other half of it. And he's just like hanging out doing his thing. And then he looks around and there's Odysseus and Odysseus says, Hey, like it's good. Like the gods like it when you're nice to guests. So we are your suppliants and Zeus is on our side since he takes care of visitors, guest friends and those in need. Um, and then this is Polyphemus talking unmoved. He said, well, foreigner, you are a fool or from some very distant country. You order me to fear the gods. My people think nothing of that Zeus with his big scepter, nor any god. Our strength is more than theirs. If I spare you or spare your friends, it will not be out of fear of Zeus. I do the bidding of my own heart. But are you going far in that fine ship of yours or somewhere near? In the morality of the Odyssey, as has been established so far, this is probably like sufficient to make it seem like Polyphemus is going to get what's coming to him because he doesn't care about the gods. Yeah. And it's interesting because there are other versions of the Cyclops, I think in the Hesiod, um, that, or maybe that's the author's name. I don't know. I believe that is the author's name. Okay. Hesiod, um, portrays them. I think there are like three of them and they are the children of the Titans 
And then Zeus is like, hey, I need to kill the Titans. Can you help me? And they're like, cool, here, have lightning. Um, and this, the Cyclopses are the, the children of Poseidon. Um, it is also unclear, Andrew, mm-hmm. if they have how many eyes they have. Homer is super unclear about it. I think it's only the one. There are, I did notice that there were some, there was some juggling in like singular versus plural, but yes. the way that it's described when, when things when get Polyphemus really bad, stabbed, yeah. yeah, the, the, I, I think it's just the one, but it, he doesn't like remark on it. You know, the, that was the thing that also I was, yeah, like he's, by. he's super tall, but no mention he's of the eyes. He's just a big guy. And there, there are like other um so there's a graphic depiction of this episode from like 600 bce Mm -hmm. and the artist shows that the blinding stake has two prongs as if two eyes have been stabbed and Um, a lot of the a lot of the like the paintings and and depictions of cyclops have it's like a human face but they're just kind of um, like eyeless cavity, not not even like it's cavities, gross. but just like there there are places where I should be, but it's just skin, and then in the middle of the forehead is an eye. Yeah, and I've also seen. A and statue. I don't know yeah. if the text like necessarily supports that or not. Like some of that is is probably coming from elsewhere and coming from like artistic license. I I and I admit that I am probably like a bias in favor of it being one eye just because that's what a cyclops is in popular <laughs> culture in 2018. Well, like, and the name means round or wheel-eyed. Like it it's supposed to be like it's a giant wagon wheel, I think is one of the translations. Mm-hmm. Um and there's some speculation. Some guy named Athenio Abel in 1914 suggested that maybe the Greeks just found some dwarf elephant skulls and thought it was big dude skulls. Because <laughs> when you look at an elephant skull where the nasal cavity is, is really just like one big eyeball hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people do not agree with this theory, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, from um, from the I'm just on Wikipedia about Cyclopses. That's just and this I'm reading it just because it mirrors my own like the, the yeah, stuff yeah. I also noticed. Um, Homer does not specifically state that Polyphemus has only one eye. Some scholars suggest this is implied in the passage that describes Odysseus asking his men to cast lots to select a group that will join with him to lift the stake and grind it into his eye when sweet sleep should come upon him. However, others suggest that Homer's Polyphemus may have had two eyes. It is pointed out that in the Odyssey, when the actual blinding occurs, there is a reference to plural brows and lids. And that is... um, that is carried through in the in the yeah, yeah. translation translation like she's she is um respectful of the tenses that were there already in the greek so sure um there's also i think it's been ensconced in popular culture too cuz like in popular myth and understanding of myth because then euripides wrote like a satyr play about this whole episode it's the only extant satyr play that we have um so it's like a comic version of this mm-hmm. uh where it is definitely just a, a one big eye, um, and it has a little bit more to do with there are like a, a whole tribe of satyrs that are enslaved to the Cyclops, and Odysseus rescues them, and some nonsense happens. Um, 
But so, yeah, people who based what the Cyclopses were on Homer then really leaned into the to the one eye thing. So yeah, yeah. We, we've kind of skipped a little bit of the plot. So what happens? Um, Odysseus is like, hey, why don't you help us out? You know, Poseidon messed us up. And the Cyclops. I don't know that Poseidon has messed them up yet. I don't know that Poseidon's come into it yet. That's what, no, this, oh, no, you're right. He's lying. Excuse me. Yeah, Poseidon, says, Poseidon comes into it at the end, which we can talk about. But well, yeah. but Odysseus says, I answered him deceitfully. Poseidon, the earth shaker, shipwrecked me at the far end of your island, yada, yada, yada. And there's no mercy from the Cyclops, and he immediately kills two dudes and eats them. <laughs> like, yeah, he bashes it, their oh. brains on the floor and then eats them. And the floor was wet with brains. That's so gross. gross. That's really gross. Uh, yeah, it's real bad. Gross job, the Odyssey. Uh, and then they like he's killing some of them. They get. Well, it's like every every night he kills another two of them and eats them. Yes, um, and the the plan is get him super drunk so that he passes out, and then we can like kill him or something. Um, and I like well, so Odysseus hatches this whole plan because the yes. the conundrum they're in is. They can't get out while the Cyclops is out doing his thing during the day because the stone in front of the in front of the cave is too big for them to move, and so they need to do something to get the Cyclops to move the stone, and also like distract him so they can get out. So yeah, Odysseus launches the or um, he hatches this plan where he gets um, Polyphemus drunk on the super super strong wine, and. I don't he's just like talking to the Cyclops for a while and he says Cyclops you ask my name I will reveal it then you must give the gift you promised me of hospitality my name is Nomen my friend my family and friends all call me Nomen 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 <laughs> Um so Cyclops passes out he's drunk he ate a couple people he's just like burping up wine and like bits of people yeah, because what he's, he's so literally <laughs> So drunk, he's just puking people. <laughs> In drunken heaviness, he spewed wine from his throat and chunks of human flesh. <laughs> so Odysseus takes a spear. He heats it up in the fire. Yep. Or the embers of the fire. Yep. And he jams it straight in Polyphemus's eye or eyes. Whatever works. Um, and Polyphemus, he removes the stone from the cave. He can't see. He, like, runs out. And is like, everybody help. Noman is killing me by tricks, not force. And all of the Cyclops friends are like, what? No, no one. No man is doing anything to you. That's lame. And then they like go back to bed or like what? <laughs> they don't pay, they don't pay attention to him. They don't help him. Yeah. And what's interesting is at this point, the way that they get out is not like run through the open door while Cyclops is screaming for help. It is... While Cyclops can't see, uh, let me tie some sheep together, and then we're all going to tie ourselves to the bottom of the sheep. Right. So that when the Cyclops like lets his sheep out in the morning, because uh, even though he lost his eye, he's still a dutiful shepherd, um, he won't he see us. He even talks to his ram. It's so sad. <laughs> Where, what part are you talking about? I'm talking about... Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, sweet ram, why are you last today to leave the cave? You this are is not- a ram that Odysseus has tied himself underneath, and yes. he's being real slow to get out, apparently. You are not normally so slow. You are the first to eat the tender flowers, leaping across the meadow, first to drink, and first to want to go back to the sheepfold at evening time. But now you are the last. You grieve for master's eye. That wicked man, helped by his nasty henchman, got me drunk and blinded me. No man will not escape. If only you could talk like me and tell me where he is skulking in his fear of me. Then I would dash his brains out on the rocks and make them spatter all across the cave to ease the pain that no good gnomon brought. No good gnomon. No good gnomon. He talks to his sweet ram. Yeah. And then Odysseus is like, yo, we stole his fat animals and took them back to our boat. And then what does he do when. Yep, you know does what I'm he, going does for. Does he thank his lucky stars and get out with his hide? Nope. Like sad that he got another couple people killed, but ultimately glad that he outsmarted the Cyclops? Nope. No, he doesn't do that. Hey, you Cyclops, idiot. The crew trapped in your cave did not belong to some poor weakling. Well, you had it coming. You had no shame at eating your own guests, so Zeus and other gods have paid you back. Um, and the, Cycl- the Polyphemus is real mad. And lifts a, so they're they're like sailing away, and Odysseus is like yelling back across the water, "Hey, idiot! You got tricked, dumbo!" And I need you to know that my name is Odysseus. I'm the one who tricked son you. of Laertes. Yeah. Yes. And then the Cyclops Poly- Polyphemus is like, "Hey, Dad, Poseidon." Uh, no, you're you're missing a, you're missing oh. a, one of my favorite like. Hanna Barbera cartoon Uh-oh. moments Hit in me. the Honesty, <laughs> where Polyphemus throws that big rock at the boat and he <laughs> misses, but it lands in front of them and the waves like push the boat back toward the shore. And everybody's like, oh man, row fast to save your lives. Oh no. <laughs> and Odysseus goes to yell at the Cyclops again. And his crew says, please calm down. Why are you being so insistent and taunting this wild man? (laughs) He hurled that stone and drove our ship right back to land. We thought we were going to die. If he had hurt us, he would have hurled a jagged rock and crushed our heads and wooden ship. He throws so hard. But Odysseus is like, yeah, hey, it's me, Odysseus, loser. I owned you and your stupid eye. Yeah. You triggered, you dumb cyclops. Well, he the, he is because then the Cyclops who previous told us told told Odysseus that he feared no gods. Um, he realizes that there was some prophecy that this man would come own him. Like specifically, Odysseus <laughs> would stab his eye out. Like it's a very very specific prophecy. <laughs> uh, and he prays to his dad Poseidon and is like, "Never let Odysseus get home. This guy sucks so hard, Dad. Please, Dad." Or if it is fated that he will see his family, then let him get there late and with no honor, in pain and lacking ships, and having caused the death of all his men, and let him find more trouble in his own house. So one specific, very specific prophecy breeds another very, very specific prophecy. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the really the end of the book. It ends with them kind of sailing on. And what there isn't a sense of in this part of the book and i don't remember if this creeps in later so maybe we'll see odysseus doesn't seem remorseful about what like he hasn't done anything wrong come on (laughs) i think like if you were going to tell this story to the king to a king 
and you're you like, would probably want to make yourself look better in it, right? Well, but also like, I'm so sad that I'm not at home yet. Let me tell you the things I did that made the gods so mad because I am trying to atone. I don't get the sense he's doing that. I think we're like, yeah, because the the impression is like, laugh at all these people who we owned, but every (laughs) once in a while somebody gets killed and that's really sad. So it's been like, it's... It hasn't been very sad. Yet. I'll be interested to see what happens when we get back to like him actually talking to Osinuus and if he actually does a little bit of that. Because that that would be more human and believable to me. The dude who cried when the poet sang his favorite songs to be like, let me tell you all the bad stuff I did and like I'm a bad person. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're at an act break, an act break that makes Odysseus look particularly bad because <laughs> yeah. he's just being like, "Hey, I'm clever, Odysseus. This is my whole brand, is that I just go around tricking people." And I think like he's go- he's obviously going to get his comeuppance. Well, yeah, I don't just trick people; I trick big people, people who are bigger than me. And also the Kikonis and whoever else. Yeah. Also, I, like, just the, I guess the Lotus Eaters should just people. the Lotus Eaters should just thank their lucky stars that he did not murder all of them in their yeah, beds. That's true. Odysseus is coming to town. They live to eat another lotus. Oh man! Can't touch this. Look, man. Can't touch this. You better get a hype, boy, because you know you can't. You can't touch this. Ring the bell. School's back in. Break it down. By doing that first episode with an intro in book one, we got into this weird like odds. I like it though. That I kind of like. like. The, I yeah. like it because then we're gonna get to do a whole episode about the last one. Yeah, I think itself, that's good. I think, the, that's I think good. the intended effect. But uh, yeah, we're in it now, aren't we? I didn't um, do the thing I normally do. I'm just now realizing. Did you not read it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. Um, I didn't do a like recap for myself can you help me out with like where we are and what's happening or what just happened anyway okay so the previous two books i'm trying to remember where the like where things begin and end i know that last time we like the big event was that we ran into the cyclops well but and that is an event within an event Right, right. Like, no, I know. Like, I, I think the last time w- was like the last of the books where he's talking to the Phaeacians, right? And then he starts telling a story. Yes. And then, um, so, so we get the beginning of his voyage away from Troy, and he gets to a couple islands and does some stuff. They eat a lot of sheep, as I recall. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all like caps off. Like the the most significant event is they meet the Cyclops Polyphemus. And they, like, Odysseus is kind of a jerk Real big to jerk. him and, like, takes a bunch of his stuff and then blinds him. And Polyphemus is mad and he says, well, Poseidon's my dad and he's going to mess your whole situation up. Sure, that's right. So that wasn't all that happened, but that was, like, that's that's what, like, pre what's the pre-something? Pre-prelude? prefaced preface that prefaces this episode that prefaces this episode yeah there you go um and some dudes got eaten and some so like and that is going to be a recurring theme we've lost a few boys 
Yeah, that Odysseus and his mostly nameless boys um, are going to continue to face hardship as they try to journey home. And that Odysseus seems sort of cursed. Uh, he seems sort of cursed, but also he brings it upon himself yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like, and and th- that continues in this, these couple of books as well. Is like, yeah, some of this is suffering that that is external to you, and some of it is that you're you, you just don't have your stuff together, and Correct. you're blaming it on the gods, I guess, all the time. All the time. Um, like way to take responsibility. So, book ten, the winds and the witch opens. Um, with the boys reaching a new island um, ruled by a dude named Aeolus. Yeah, he's a wind god, right? He's, uh, he No, kind he of... is well-loved by all the deathless gods. I don't know that he is a god. Doesn't he give them like a he, bag of wind? He does give them magic wind later, but I, I don't... I a wind god. Um, can... I'm going to Google Aeolus. You, you Google Aeolus... Um, I do want to point out that he has 12 children, six strong boys, and six girls. He arranged their marriages, one sister to each brother. So gross. Okay, so he is the keeper of the winds and king of the island of Aeolia. Um, Later classical writers regarded him as a god, which, like, it does seem strange that you would just have a king who had a cool bag of wind. (laughs) Like, if you're going to give him godlike powers well, and godlike capriciousness that we're going to encounter here yeah in a little bit. that's like, interesting just make book, him just make him a god bookmark this for the discussion andrew we've got a couple characters now starting with aeolus i hadn't really thought about this that are in a place that is like between human and god like we've got a couple characters that we're going to meet in these two books that uh they kind of they're not just the down on their luck Odysseus boys and they're not just like Poseidon and his pals. Right, but they're they're they're, they're god adjacent. Yes. Um so yeah, we've got this like weird Brady Bunch situation going on with Aeolus and his kids. Kind of a like a skewed like adult <laughs> swim version of the Brady Bunch <laughs> though, where they're all married to each other. Uh and again, this whole these books are in the f- it's like it's mostly in the first person because Odysseus is telling this story to the Phaeacians. Yeah. Um I don't have too much on this section except that like Aeolus gave Odysseus this magic bag of wind. Gives to help him the him magic get home. bag of wind. Yeah. And then and... What, what do his boys do? Well, so okay, so they get so close to home. That they can like see people making fires on the land, which like seems pretty close. Like, yep. I don't know why you would get that close and be like, "Man, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap." But that's what Odysseus does. He's like, "Dude, man, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap." And while he's asleep, all of his men are like, "Well, Aeolus gave him this big old bag full of who knows what. He's got all these riches from Troy, and we're coming back empty-handed. Let's open up this bag and take stuff. And so they open up the bag. All the wind comes out of it and like blows them back like a cartoon. And so they end up back at Iolia and Odysseus goes back in and is like, hey, we're back. Uh, can we have some more wind? And Aeolus takes one look at him. And he's like, get out, you cursed jerks. Yeah. He's really mad about it, actually. Um, so they're turned away. And it's just kind of stuff like that and stu- and the other stuff that happens in these books. Like, I am surprised by how quickly it takes place. And then they right. move on to the next thing. Like, if I were the Phaeacians, I'd be like, hold up, bag of wind? Wait, please? wait, bag of wind? How do you get this, how do you get this bag of wind? 
Um, they go. They spend like okay. So they're turned away from Aeolia. They end up on this island with some more giants. The yeah, Lestrigians. A lot, of, a lot of giants just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. They the the Lestrigians or whatever they're called. They uh, yeah, Lestri Lestri. Lestrigonians. Lestrigonians. I don't. Lestrigonians says the Odyssey pronunciation guide that we got from elementary school website. Okay, Lestrigonians. Lestrigonians. So uh, they are. They. I don't know. They go to the Lestrigonians. I don't even remember that they do anything to them necessarily. Um, the Lestrigonians just like don't like the cut of their jib, oh, and so they chase them out and start throwing rocks at all their boats. Yeah, he sends two guys and a slave in. Uh, to just like to quote, find out what people lived and ate bread in this land, which is a good way to think about it. Uh huh. Um, and they encounter like the princess of the Lestrigi- Lestragonians or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they meet the king and the giant, the queen or the giantess is like, get out of here! I'm gonna throw rocks at you, and they eat those guys and then throw rocks at all the ships. It's very quick. For an encounter it is very, with giants. Yeah, so on this on Polyphemus's island, like we lost a few boys. We've lost like a handful of boys. Yes. But for these like nobody Lestragonians who like nobody even really talks about, mm-hmm. like every ship but Odysseus's ship is destroyed by these rocks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So this is where we lose the vast majority of our boys. Yeah. It's it's bad. and they're all and this is where I think the crying begins. <laughs> all the guys on Odysseus' ship are just like super super upset and crying about all their lost friends. Which like I get it, I do get it, but there's a lot of crying. but there's just a lot of crying and and I uh, I know I also get it and I don't want to like judge the crying because I think one of the things that is striking me about the Odyssey as we trek through it is like we've got these men who like do terrible stuff because they're just rampant men out in the world. But then they always like hug each other and cry and like kneel and grab people's knees. And it's like very, there's a spectrum of masculinity that, that really runs the gamut. I think it really does. (laughs) And yeah, I'm, I haven't read another translation in a while, but I wonder if I if I went back to one of those older translations by a by a dude, if it would mm, obscure mm-hmm. that at all, or if it would like try and yeah make it, it make them seem less like I think for I don't know all over the place emotionally speaking. <laughs> I think for me, it's just the prevalence of like references to tears and weeping as opposed to just talking about grief or sadness. Uh-huh. Like we encounter a lot of men who are just like their face are just covered in tears. Like all the time. A hundred percent of so, the time. Right after all these dudes die, immediately we reached Aea, home of the beautiful, dreadful goddess Circe, who speaks in human languages, the sister of Aetes whose mind is set on ruin. That feels um, like a thing that you say about somebody who doesn't have a very well defined role in the pantheon. Like, oh, they she she speaks human languages. <laughs> They all speak human languages. Yep. Um, and I found, I did a little research on Circe um, because, again, she's in this spot where, you know, this book refers to her as a goddess. Other myths don't quite put her there um, because in some versions of her myth, 
Uh, so she's like the son of the sun. She's the daughter of the sun god and an ocean nymph. In other versions, she's the daughter of Hecate, the goddess of magic, crossroads, I think it might, ghosts. I think it might be Hecate. Oh, or Hec- Oh, excuse me, Hecate. Um, um, goddess Hecate. of magic, crossroads, yeah. ghosts, and necromancy. Um, and um, some, a few people have have mentioned this to us, and I imagine we'll we might read it like as a chaser for this. If oh yeah. We continue doing stop Homer time after the odyssey is done, which seems pretty likely at this yeah. point, but a uh, Madeline Miller wrote a novel called Circe about her specifically. Oh, sure. It's like, a, it's like a modern reimagining in, in the sense that if you go back to a really, really old book and pull a woman out of it and like flesh her out at all, it's like it's a reimagining a of yeah. stuff because yeah. because a lot of women are really sketchily drawn in a lot of these myths. Like I think Penelope is the only one who really gets much of anything, and even she has like modern I think, retellings. Didn't, um, yeah, didn't um um Handmaid's Tale? Margaret Atwood, Atwood didn't she do? I a, believe she a did. Penelope book. Yeah. I I know of a couple plays that deal with Penelope also. Um, but uh, the question with Cersei's mortality, uh, immortality, or or godisness, mm, um, <laughs> she should be divine based on her lineage. But there are some myths that uh, make her mortal because she slept with Poseidon, and Aphrodite got mad and told Zeus, and Zeus was like, "You're not divine." <sighs> so <laughs> that's cool. Um, that's and typical. She, she crops up in all sorts of stuff. There are some satyr plays about her and, and Odysseus. Um, she's in like Ovid and Virgil. She's in Jason and the Argonauts. She's around doing stuff mm-hmm. um, through most of uh, mythology. So what happens when they land on her island, Andrew? So they land on her island and Odysseus sends a few guys to like see what's up. And... Um, and they go and they find this house and they and, and this guy uh, Eurylochus is like I don't, I don't know about this, but they all go in <laughs> and they drink. Um, uh, Eurylochus alone remained outside, su- suspecting trickery. She led them in, sat them on chairs, and blended them a portion uh, a potion of barley, cheese, and golden honey mixed with Pramnian wine. She added potent drugs to make them totally forget their home. They took and drank the mixture. Then she struck them using her magic wand and penned them in the pigsty. They were turned to pigs in body and voice and hair. Their minds remained the same. They squealed at their imprisonment, and Circe threw them some mast and coronal cherries, food that pigs like rooting for in muddy ground. <laughs> And Eurylochus runs back and is like, hey, 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 um, he tried to speak, but could not overwhelmed by grief. His eyes were full of tears. His heart was pierced with sorrow. Aston- astonished, we all questioned him. At last, he spoke about what happened to the others. So crying so much that he can't say what's going on. Yeah. Um, so Odysseus goes to investigate, right? And he just like happens to pass. Which god does he pass? Hermes just shows he up. He just like passes Hermes like walk into Cersei's house. Yeah. And Hermes is like, here's a cool flower that you can eat to protect yourself from the potion that she makes and the magic. And then like threaten to kill her and then sleep with her and make her swear that she's not going to do anything bad to you and you'll be fine. Yeah, kind of a weird plan, Hermes. <laughs> Hermes, your friendly weed dealer. Is just like, hey, take this Kush and, you know, raise your sword. She will be frightened of you and will tell you to sleep with her. Do not hold out against her. She is a goddess. If you sleep with her, you will set free your friends and save yourself. 
And this like, d- I mean, it sounds kind of like a good deal for Odysseus. And this does happen. He goes in there. He's like had this moly plant or whatever, this holy moly plant, and uh, she, she, he's immune. And she's like, "That's weird." And he raises his sword and scares her. And then she says, "Through making love, we may begin to trust each other more." I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know. Um, you know. And before he'll have sex, he's like, "Turn my men back to humans." And she does, and they're handsomer than they were before. They're younger and handsomer than before. Come on. So Odysseus goes back to the ship to tell everybody, hey, I know that they turned those guys into pigs, but it's all cool. Like, we're good now. And Eurylochus says, fools, why would you go up there? Why would you choose to take on so much danger to enter Circe's house where she will turn us to pigs or wolves or lions, all of us, forced to protect her mighty house for her? Remember what the Cyclops did? Our friends went to his home with this rash lord of ours. Because of his bad choices, they all died. At that, I thought of drawing my long sword from my from by my sturdy thigh to cut his head off and let it fall down to the ground, although he was close family. <laughs> Eurylochus, I really think, is just calling balls and strikes here. Like, objectively, Odysseus has gotten them into a lot of trouble so far. He saw these guys turn into pigs. Yeah. Like, why Why would I do that? And Odysseus is so mad that he would just, you know, drop some truth bombs that he thinks about cutting, like, his cousin's head off with his sword it's by so his sturdy thigh. dumb. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's like one of the few times when someone is like, I don't know about this Odysseus Odysseus, are you sure? And then... Have you thought this through? So everyone goes back there, except they say Eurylochus can stay on the beach and watch the boats, I guess, which seemed like a good plan until they stayed there for a year. Did he stay on the beach the whole time? Every day for a whole year, we feasted there on meat and sweet, strong wine. A whole year? A whole year. Like, for these people who, again, like, when Odysseus goes to Circe and is like, hey, we need to go home. And Circe's like, okay, before you do that, you need to go down to Hades and consult this, like, dead prophet guy. Odysseus starts crying. And then when he tells the men that they have to do that, they all start crying. At that, their hearts were broken. They sat down right there and wept and tore their clothes. Like, what? You've been at this pig witch's house for a year for a whole year like not it doesn't seem like you're in that much of a hurry to go home but then you gotta go a little bit out of your way to go to hades and talk to some dead people i, mean, I was like oh no <laughs> he did this say is the worst thing that's ever happened he did to me. say let me go and she said go to hell literally yeah i mean there's that <laughs> But can you imagine someone told you to go to hell and you just ripped your shirt off? Like and started crying. crying. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the reasoning for this being, not that she's telling them to go to hell in the traditional sense, yes. but, or I guess in the metaphorical sense. <laughs> but um, she's like, well, clearly you made somebody mad. And yes. so you should go talk to this guy and figure out like what specific dance you have to do to get home and then placate this force that you've that you've run up against yes 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 um, so that's he, the end of book 10 and then book 11 yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and then book 11 uh titled the dead oh don't is, oh don't forget hold on there's a dude uh who dies because he's so excited and drunk 
Right. That I was when, gonna, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're going to reference him later? Yeah. Okay. But no, talk about him now. It's fine. Well, there's a dude who dies because Odysseus is like, all right, guys, let's go to hell. And Elpinor. Elpinor. Everyone's like, all right, cool. And Elpinor was so drunk that he like fell getting out of his bunk bed or the attic or whatever. And he, was he broke his neck and died. Why was... <laughs> The youngest one, Elpinor was his name, not very brave in war, nor very smart, was lying <laughs> high up in the home of Circe, apart from his companions, seeking coolness since he was drunk. He heard, Because they've been eating this meat and wine every day for a year. Yeah. The hangover's got to be wicked bad by this point. He heard the noise and bustle, the movements of his friends, and jumped up quickly, forgetting to climb down the lofty ladder. He fell down, crashing headlong from the roof, and broke his neck right at the spine. His spirit went down to Hades. That's a d- And nobody really even notices. <laughs> nope. Nope. Like Odysseus has a little moment where if you're if you're the Phaeacians listening to this, like there's a little beat where Odysseus is like, even when things are going great. Now, things going great mean I'm taking all my boys to hell. Like even when things are working out, I can't escape this God curse that's on me. And some dude fell out of bed and died. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is what the buddy system is for, right? (laughs) Like if they had the buddy system, they would have known where he was. So, yeah. Book 11, The Dead. Um, how do they, what is the, what's the plan? They got to kill some sheep at the well, end so of they, the ocean. Yeah. So they've got to, they've got to sail to a specific place. Yeah. Um, and like sacrifice, a sheep, I think that Cersei gives them in a certain way. And I think yes. he also has to like pledge when he gets home to sacrifice like his best cow and his best goat. Oh, or sure. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, they, they go to this this place wherever it is. And it's sort of like you don't get a great, great idea of where it is in like space because it's kind of this, this strange. Yeah, it's a dimension. Yeah. Um, so she, so he's doing this and then like ghosts are going to start coming. And when they drink the blood that's coming out of this animal that got killed, they'll like remember themselves and they'll be able to talk to Odysseus, even though they can't like touch each other or interact or anyway. But he's not anyway. allowed to let them do it until Tiresias, the prophet does it first. Right. Yes. Um, so, but, but first before Tiresias shows up, I guess Elpinor died so recently that this doesn't apply to him. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Cause the very first spirit who walks up to them is Elpinor. Well, who had not he... yet been buried in the earth. We left his body in the house of Cersei without a funeral or burial. We were too occupied with other things. And Elpinor basically says, hey, man, can you bury me? Can you remember to bury me on your way out? Oh, my God. Like, here's where you'll find my body. Please, please bury me. Or else the gods will, will like, mess you up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. And he sees his mom briefly uh but he can't let yeah he does pity he he does weep in pity um but he can't let her near the blood till he talks to tiresias and that's i guess that's the closest that he comes to being tested here i think if he had been tested any more strenuously he would have just like given up and broken some other rule because he's odysseus (laughs) he thinks you just do whatever he wants um i know tiresias from the play antigone that was probably one of the first like greek stories that i remember reading in school that wasn't just like here's a book of myths um he's a blind prophet in all of sophocles's plays about thebes um 
And whenever I encounter him in the Odyssey, I'm like, oh yeah, it's that guy from that other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do you know about the part where Tiresias killed some snakes and Hera turned him into a lady? I am not uh, familiar with this one either. Yeah. I, I never read it, or I read it like twelve years ago. Yeah, apparently somewhere in Tiresias's life, he was in the woods and he hit some snakes with a stick, and it made Hera mad, so she made him a woman. And apparently, it. He, I guess in those days that would have been the ultimate punishment. That was right? the idea. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he did fine. Like he became a priestess. He got married. He had some kids. Uh, there are some stories where he has like a bunch of different lovers and then seven years later she turns him back because he either ran over some snakes or, or didn't depending on who wrote it um and Tiresias is just cool because like in this setting and with that story and then also as he's presented as this kind of ghost prophet he is again this like liminal is he a human is he supernatural because he can see the future is he alive or is he dead because he's like interacting with Odysseus in the scene? Is he a man? Is he a woman? Who knows? Gender's a construct. Ancient Greece, get with it. Like, Tiresias is kind of, he's, he's living between all the lines. Uh huh. Um, and he is the one who gives me my, um, my like verse shout out of the episode, Andrew. Yeah, nice. Um, so he we drink- can, can we come up with like a name for this segment? Um, like, is there some kind of like, uh, like what rhymes with verse? Curse, purse, the ver, the r- verse, reimburse, the verse, the verse, verse, the like verse, the verse, the verse, verse, like the universe. All right, Craig is taking us to the verse, verse, the verse, verse. Um, he drinks the blood and then he says, Odysseus, you think of going home as honey sweet, but gods will make it bitter. I think Poseidon will not cease to feel incensed because you blinded his dear son. You have to suffer, but you can get home if you control your urges and your men turn from the purple depths and sail your ship towards the island of Thrinacia or Thrinacia. And then he gives him more instructions about sheep and stuff. Um, now, and and I, I just want to point out for future reference that... Tiresias says, you will get home fairly easily this way. The one thing you have to do, you will pass an island that has cows on it. (laughs) Do not mess with the cows. Do not touch the cows. Just pass on by. Leave the cows alone. Literally all you have to do. If you mess with the cows, you may get home, but people will be tearing up your house and trying to get with your wife. And it and you'll have to kill them all. It'll be super hard. And then you have to go to this very specific place and placate Poseidon in some very specific ways. So my recommendation would be to not touch the cows in the first place. Yes. So keep that in mind for the future. Um, but the I tried to hit it as I was reading it. Turn from the purple depths and sail your ship towards the island, etc. And that's when he starts talking about the gate, the grazing cows and stuff. Um, that's a nice little trokey that starts the line with like, he is doing this kind of intro about what's going to happen. And then he, all of a sudden on the beginning of a line shifts into the imperative, um, and the stress changes. And it's just, again, it's little stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to try for future episodes. If I, I'm going to make sure I, if I can't find like a specific one that I pull up some of Emily Wilson's like writing and threads on her translation work because they're pretty fascinating so i think yeah, for a future I, I episode i'm gonna try and do you have ones. one 
Um, I mean, I don't have a specific one okay. that's that's relevant to this. I just like I have a running thread with myself <laughs> where you Slack. just keep where you just keep them where I just where I just like paste good ones. Yeah. Um. She's got she's got some of them on her website also. So if you find her website, um, she's got some that she that she uh, excerpted. Or, or selected that I think work pretty well. But I, I like this little trokey imperative. Um, I also think like the word turn is a fun word on which to like mix up the rhythm. And it is like, hey, Odysseus, stop being the dude who rolls up on islands and takes whatever he wants. Like change your behavior. I'm going to mix up the rhythm and, and toss this at you. Oh, there was some other, there's some wordplay earlier that I, that I noticed um, back in the Cersei section. Oh, sure. Um, cause they're, um, they are talking and it, it, this is when they're about to bone down with each other Oh, and Cersei says, now sheath your sword and come to bed with me, <laughs> which is like, yeah, nice. I imagine that's in the original Greek, but like good on, <laughs> uh, good on Emily Wilson for just making sure it shines through. Uh huh. Wear some protection. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there are versions where she had three kids by him what are you gonna do um so after he talks to tiresias and tiresias is like hey here's what you need to do um he does have a conversation with his mom um learns a little bit about things back at ithaca while he was at troy uh please don't skip that Uh his mom tells him that he's the reason she died (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I missed you so much that I died is basically <laughs> what she says. No, it was missing you, Odysseus. Okay, hold on. Let me back up. Yeah. Um, and so she's telling uh, Odysseus about his dad, who's like living in old age. It's not great. Um, and then she says, and that is why I met my fate and died. The goddess did not shoot me in my home, aiming with gentle arrows, nor did sickness suck all the strength from my limbs with long and cruel wasting. No, it was missing you, Odysseus, my sunshine, your sharp mind and your kind heart that took sweet life from me. And anyone who's gone away to college knows what this feels like to hear. Yeah, this is like the ultimate. Uh, you never write, you never call. <laughs> No, no, it was missing you, Odysseus, my sunshine, your sharp <laughs> mind, and your kind heart that took sweet life from me. I made all this food for you here in the underworld. Eat, eat. I can't maintain this character. Um, and then he tries to hug her, but she's a ghost, and, and he can't. That's <laughs> really sad. That also feels really passive-aggressive and not helpful. Um. And then there's like a parade of ladies, a parade of dead ladies that shows yeah, up. Yeah, so this is just, it just becomes like a who's who of famous Greek dead people. <laughs> and, and yeah, I was struck, but I did not remember that it was a, it was first uh, a march of the daughters and wives of warriors. Like, it is specifically a bunch of women. Yeah, so you get um, a bunch of people. Um, were there any who stuck out to you in particular? Um, the one that I was struck by early um, was Tyro, um, mm-hmm. who fell in love with River Anipius, who is a river? Most handsome of all rivers that pour water over the earth. It's a very sexy river. <laughs> um, and then Poseidon became him, and he made love to her, and then he said, you're going to have my kids, it's going to be great, 
Um, tell what no does one. He say affairs with gods always result in offspring. <laughs> yes. Um, now go home. Tell no one who I am, but I will tell you I'm Poseidon, shaker of the earth. With that, he sank beneath the ocean waves, and he just ghosts on her, and she has some cool kids. Like it's just this section is kind of wild. Um, yeah, so he sees what he what else? he sees uh, Oedipus's mom, and yeah. then they talk about that a little bit. E. Um, they see she. It, it's a lot of um, yeah, famous wives. Is this is this first bit? Most of them I don't um, I don't know directly. Like I'm sure they show up in in like Ovid and in other like big yeah myth compendiums, but I just I don't recognize just the names as I'm, off the top of my head. I'm leafing through. I recognize Phaedra. And Ariadne, because that's like, oh uh, sure, yeah, that's uh, Hippolytus and the and the where the Minotaur comes from. I think you see you find you see um, Nestor's mother, yes, uh, Chloris. Mm-hmm. Nestor mm-hmm. was one of the um, old guys that Telemachus was talking to toward the beginning of the book, I think. Yes, um, and then like he's like, oh, there were so many ghost ladies that I I couldn't even name them all. Um, and we get like a quick bump back to uh, the Phaeacians, yeah. Which I, I thought this was a little funny because they're like, "Well, okay, I got, I'm tired, I got to stop talking." And then he goes on for like another hundred <laughs> years about all the dead, got the dead Greek heroes who he talks to down in the underworld. Yeah, Alcinous is like, "Hey, but like, really, could you keep telling me your cool story about the time you were a jerk to everybody, and then that lady made you go to hell and see ghosts? Like, please <laughs> keep talking." Um, and then we get some more. We get some more heroes. So the most, I think the most notable of these, like th- there are a bunch of, like he sees Achilles who we can talk about. He sees Ajax who is still mad at him about something yep. and will not talk to him. Yep. <laughs> um, but Agamemnon, who is the leader of the Greeks at Troy is here. And Odysseus is like, dang, you died. Oh no. <laughs> like what happened? And Agamemnon says, you know, it was, it was it just this. He planned my death and murdered me with help from my own wife. And he is really upset at his wife. Um, the, that woman formed a plot to murder me, her husband. When I got back home, I thought I should be welcomed, at least by my slaves and children. She has such an evil mind that she has poured down shame on her own head and on all other women, even good ones. Um, yeah. Uh, so you must never treat your wife too well. Do not let her know everything you know. Tell her some things, hide others. But your wife will not kill you, Odysseus. The wise Penelope is much too sensible to do such things. Um, Later, he when you says, arri- when you arrive in your own land, do not anchor your ship in full view. Move in secret. There is no trusting women any longer. There is no trusting women any longer. Agamemnon has to get off the bad parts of Reddit, like real. He's soon. got Agamemnon just because, like, he could be mad at Aegisthus, you know, like the guy, yeah, who planned his death and murdered him, but uh-huh. instead he just like red pills himself, yeah. It's it, and we did spend a lot of time with people being surprised by this story in the Telemachus books too. Like this is news to everyone who hears it, and it's. I mean, it sounds like it sucks. Yeah, and there are a lot of plays written about this, and and stuff like Euripides has a couple treatments of this story. Um, but yeah, Agamemnon comes on real strong with like, He's hey, so wow, yeah, ladies suck, um, women be murdering <laughs> women be murdering you cannot stop a woman from murdering <laughs> it's just it's 
it's wild that yeah. he's like, well, you know, Penelope is not going to kill you, but don't trust her because even good women are forever ruined because my wife did me bad. Yes, yes. Um, um, and then Achilles, both of us, both oh, of us wept profusely, deeply grieving over the bitter words we spoke. Yes. Um, and then we get some boys from Troy. We get Achilles and Patroclus and Antilochus and Ajax. And then, uh, Achilles comes forward again. Achilles recognized me and spoke in tears. I really think it's that, um, I did read a thread from Emily Wilson where she was talking about why she uh, was conscious about picking English words that weren't overly complicated um, because that, like, the Greek words are, but that's kind of the tradition of that art yeah, form. Yeah, because there are, like, a million different words you could choose to, like, convey yes. grief without specifically conveying actively weeping. Yeah, um, and so, like, her decision to keep coming back to the word tears or weeping that are, like, pretty simple syllabically, um, I think that is doing the work that you and I are feeling of, like, man, these guys are, even the dead guys just cry all the time. <laughs> Um, and this is something I do remember from like studying this book in grade school of Achilles comes forward and is like, uh, hey, this is sad. Good to see you. And <laughs> Odysseus is like, hey, um, everyone remembers all the cool stuff you did. Don't worry. And apparently all these ghosts respect you because they remember what you did. Cool, cool, cool. Right. And then for Achilles specifically, um, Odysseus goes on about how great his son was yes. in the war after he died, which that's I mean, that's a big thing in, in most cultures. But I think particularly in Greek culture, you want your your son to succeed because that is a specific way of like prolonging your own renown and, and your own achievements after you yes. die. So um, but before we even get to that, I I am. I have always remembered the part where Odysseus says, Odysseus, you must not comfort me for death. I would prefer to be a workman hired by a poor man on a peasant farm than rule as king of all the dead. That's um, Achilles saying that. That's Achilles saying Odysseus. that. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and that's like, when you, th whenever I've like thought, of, you think about like the Greek epics and you think of like all oh, these like heroes who did this stuff and of course you dig into it and it's a little more complicated than that but here is like achilles actively rejecting his own hero myth if only he could still be alive and right. so like and so please odysseus tell me about my son who's still alive i hope he's cool um it sounds like he is sounds like he is um but uh, i mean odysseus isn't gonna i don't think your son bad sucks. mouth the guy's son i was reading him. his blog the other day he sounds like he's on some real dark stuff i don't like your son that seems like a mean thing to say to dead achilles <sighs> yeah so they talk to he talks to achilles about his son for a while then he talks to he tries to talk to ajax um, nope only Ajax kept back in rage because I won Achilles' armor when the case was judged beside the ship. So this is a reference to something that happens in the Iliad. Yes. Between the two of them. Odysseus is in the Iliad a bit, but he's definitely, I don't think, ever really the focal point. No, he's not. And and um, the stuff that he did at Troy is covered elsewhere um, more thoroughly than in the Iliad because it's really about Achilles and Hector. Mm -hmm. um, right. Clever Odysseus is there doing stuff, um, and he's certainly responsible for the horse plot. But the, that's not even really in the Iliad. Um, yeah, and I think, I, and I think, besides like Hector and Achilles, I think there is also 
more than a little tension between Agamemnon and Achilles because I think they yes. they have different approaches to, Ooh, to things. Yeah. Um, they they, 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 they fought over a, a slave girl and stuff too. Yeah. Eventually, I would I would like to get to the Iliad. I I. I would love to be able to wait for the Wilson translation, <laughs> but it might, it sounds like it's going to take a while. Um, so then he sees like, he sees some of our mythical torture friends. Like he sees Sisyphus and Tantalus like in hell, getting yeah, held. Just, like the typical like rogues gallery. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I honestly, I made a note that like, that's where tantalized comes from. Like I didn't really think about the fact <laughs> That like Tantalus is like stuck in this pit where he really wants to eat or drink, and all the food or water like shrinks away from him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He sees uh, Heracles, Hercules, Heracles, Heracles, and they they talk briefly. Yeah, and what did Hercules? He says like um like the gods made me do stuff. Like even I had to kind of fulfill their will. I was a son of Zeus, and yet my pain was infinite. I was enslaved to someone far less heroic than myself who laid harsh labors on me. Once he sent me here to bring back Cerberus, since he could think of no worse task for me, I brought the dog up out of Hades with the help of Hermes and flashing-eyed Athena. And then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he just complains about like how his life sucked, even though he's a cool, strong god boy. And then he goes back, and um, and Odysseus stays like like he stays like okay who's who's next who am i going to see next but then apparently there there's just this giant mass of dead folks who come apparently attracted this blood like moths to a flame and he pieces out you know lest lest uh, persephone send something a little more dangerous up to to meet them so they leave Again, like Tiresias has told them, here's what you got to do. Do not mess with the cows. The fact that there are 13 books left in our read suggests to me that he does not follow that advice for whatever reason. I can't wait to see why. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, books 10 and 11. Do you have anything? Just, do you have any like impressions to share? Um, I f- oh, The two things. I liked this chapter more than i thought i remembered i did the dead chapter the dead chapter sure um i i'd like because it's mostly him just talking to some dead folk like i think i as a as a kid as a teen I was like, yeah you're like not go stuff. find some more giants like yes. where's the where's the monsters and and in my and compared to teen craig i was surprised at how short the Cersei scene is because this is like that is a hallmark image from the Odyssey is like yo that lady turned these dudes into pigs like uh-huh. that is burned into my brain uh-huh and it's like a page it's I like mean, I th- that's that's kind of the case with a lot of the big stuff yeah. like, if, like if you think about the Odyssey it's like um, you know, it's it's killing suitors, it's mm-hmm. the Cyclops, it's mm-hmm. the Cersei stuff, but all of it, like all of it, happens in like one fraction of one book. Like like in in these two books we were talking before we recorded, a lot of stuff happens, but it also just kind of breezes by almost. Yeah. Like you you have that. I think it's the most pronounced in that that sequence where the Lestragonians. Yes, I was struck kill, by that. Like everybody yep. is we we go from. You know, a few guys get picked off at every island we stop at to 
all your friends are dead. Like eighty <laughs> percent of your dudes just like die right there because giant like giants who nobody even knows about. Yeah, well, throw and then rocks at your boat. You like, you wow. might you might think that like that would then draw out that scene with um, Eurylochus. Where, where he's, he's like, why would we keep? Why what? are we following this guy? Like, again? why does that not turn into a duel on the beach? Why are we still <laughs> following this clown? Because like all of our friends died because he sent the wrong two dudes to check the giants out. Like we're boned, and now this guy's like, if I have sex with this lady, our pig friends will come back. I don't know. I, I can think... see. I can, I can understand his uh, skepticism. <laughs> let's just say. And, and knowing like how some of these stories go, like I again, I am just surprised that that is not a larger Eurylochus's like attempt to wrest power away from Odysseus. Is like just not... people people questioning Odysseus is yes. not a thing that the book is really not at all interested in ex- exploring at all. I don't think. He is. It, it's interested in name in like blaming him and laying guilt upon his head. He is like super fallible. <laughs> like he is. He is. I know the book is supposed to be about how unfortunate he is, but I feel like he fully deserves every single thing that's happened to him. Yes, um, especially in the light of like how cavalier he is about sending his own dudes to like do his grunt work and yeah, possibly get killed by giants on islands. It's a mess. like, I know that that's a, the reverse of that bugs me too. Like you, you yes. think about like star Trek where <laughs> on a ship with like 400 people on it, it's always like the captain and the first officer yeah. beaming down to every weird rock on every away mission. Why <laughs> like, is there not doing? like an away team of guys who are really good at shooting and guys who are really good at diplomacy? Yeah. Working in tandem. Hmm. Um, okay. But, but, but yeah, it's just like Odysseus is really pretty careless with the lives of the people who follow him. Like, I think yes. you see that the most strongly in the at the end of the Polyphemus episode where he oh, insists yeah. on taunting the Cyclops as they as Sail they get away, away and it yeah. almost like wrecks them. Well, so, and contrast that with the fact that a lot of the ghosts and, and other people refer to him as like variations on Odysseus master of every circumstance. Right. And like I think part of that is that he is totally cool with letting some dudes die so that yeah, he's Odysseus like, is fine. Ugh. He's he's really good at saving his own bacon, but he is <laughs> very flawed as a leader, I yes, think. Yes, correct, correct, correct. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I, I'm at, I am struck by this like forward that Tiresias has given us about these calves. We haven't really had, one, or these cows, we haven't really had one of those so far where it's like, don't do the bad thing. Um, that he's clearly gonna do. So we'll see. He's what clearly happens. gonna do it. I'm so <laughs> mad about how clearly he's gonna do it. Uh, so what do we say every episode, Andrew? At the I'll end. Touch, all right, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Stop Homer Time. And until we talk at you next month, don't touch them cows. Break it down.